Should you have an email newsletter? Let's discuss. Welcome to the Medicare Marketing and Sales Podcast, where we give mediocre Medicare advice to insurance agents. I'm your host, Mike Katorna. And short answer, yes, you should have an email newsletter. Absolutely. They're very, very common. And almost anything I bought online, I get a newsletter from. From backpacks, shoes, to miscellaneous items around my house, I get a newsletter. Know why? Because they work. I'll give you three reasons you should have an email newsletter as an insurance agent. Client retention, referrals, and ancillary and or potential future sales. Client retention, as we've talked about in other episodes, it may not be expected to have a relationship with you as an insurance agent from the consumer. They may see you as just a means to get insurance. And if you expect there to be a relationship, you need to establish that. And part of that is having an email newsletter because it keeps you top of mind every time you send it out. That goes hand in hand with referrals. If they don't remember who you are, they can't refer you. So this will help the opportunity for them to refer you out because they're going to be more likely to remember who the heck you are. And they're also going to be able to re be reminded or made aware of other products you sell. If they bought their Medicare plan from you and now they need life insurance, they may not think a Medicare agent sells life insurance, right? But if they see that in your email newsletter and go, oh, yeah, I've been meaning you to quote on life insurance. I should call this agent. Guess what? You've opened the door for potential ancillary products. Or if their situation changes, like next AEP, and you've been sending them an email newsletter, hopefully they remember, oh, yeah, I need to make a change. I know my agent sends me stuff. I'm going to call them rather than this 800 number I've seen a thousand times on TV. Now, this isn't to replace any current marketing efforts. I get asked all the time, Mike, should I do social media or should I do an email newsletter? The answer is both. Social media is great to remind the public you exist. Your newsletter is great to remind your clients and prospects you exist. Now, obviously social media can do both, but the email newsletter is much more targeted to people that you've either had an appointment with or you have who are your clients. Plus social media, isn't as effective as it used to be because it's become very, very crowded with people and advertisers. It's according to numerous reports, it's been stated that roughly only 6% of people that like or follow you will see any given post as opposed to an email newsletter, which is upwards of 20 plus percent of people that you send it to will open it. So much better engagement from an email newsletter. So how do you have one? I'm glad you asked. First and foremost, should you be using the email service? And I say yes. Now I'm going to talk about Constant Contact because that's what I currently use. Again, that's Constant Contact. I don't have any affiliation with them whatsoever. I just use them. So if you want to check them out, it's on your own accord. I've also used MailChimp. And I also know there are numerous other services out there. The reason I like them, I'll tell you why. One, analytics. I can see when my newsletter goes out, how many people open it. How many bad email addresses I have? Who clicks on what? I could also do a resend. If I know I may not be available on all newsletter services, but I know on the one I use, i.e. Constant Contact, I could click a button and it resends that newsletter to anyone who hasn't opened it after four days. So it sits in your inbox for four days. Anyone that hasn't clicked on it gets a reminder email to open it. So I get double the effort 
with only a click of a button. It's pretty slick. I could use templates. So once I make a template or get a template that I really like, I don't have to recreate it every single time I send out an email newsletter. I just simply copy, change the content, and ship it out. And it makes me look professional. As opposed to just having a simple worded email, I could use graphics, I could use animated um, GIFs, I could use all kinds of things in there to help enhance the user experience and be more enjoyable. Another cool thing I like about newsletter services, you can link to other articles. So if you don't have an active blog, which I know a lot of people don't in this industry, but you find an interesting article about maybe saving prescription drug costs or the updates on Medicare, you could link that article in your email newsletter. So it's pretty slick to share information with. Now, downside, there's two. There's cost. Obviously, there's most of these services aren't free. I think MailChimp had a free version up to 2,000 email addresses, which should do you for a while. So you can check that out. But most programs have a cost affiliate to them. And that starts off basically, I think, maybe $20, $30 a month and goes up from there, depending on how many email addresses you plan to send it to. The other one is it could potentially be seen as spam. Depending on your subject line and the content, it can be seen as spam. However, I can tell you the, the newsletters I send out have about a 35, 40% open rate. So even if some are going to spam, I'm doing, I'm having far better reach with my email newsletter than I am with social media. So yeah, some may, people may not see it, but I know it's still having a very good effect. Now next, what should you call your email newsletter? Don't call it ABC Insurance Newsletter or this agency newsletter. That sounds very boring. Nobody wants to read about insurance. It's not thrilling. So if I was doing a newsletter right now for seniors, I live in Missouri, so I would do Missouri Medicare Updates brought to you by ABC Agency. You can call it whatever you want. There's no, I mean, obviously you can't use trademark names, but you can call it, you know, Colorado's Medicare Updates or Denver Medicare Info or something along those lines brought to you by your agency. So you could sponsor your own newsletter. That's what I would be doing. So call it something that people would want to be part of. So when you're talking to your clients and prospects, you could say, hey, I run this newsletter. I'll put you on there. It gives you know updates, money saving costs, answers common questions, et cetera, et cetera. And they're more likely to say, yeah, I want to be part of that as opposed to, hey, I have a Medicare insurance email newsletter. They're gonna be like, oh, sounds horrible. No, thank you. Now, next, beyond that is once you get them to agree to be part of newsletter, you got to send it out and you got to have clever subject lines. I will say that the service I use, again, Constant Contact, does help me write subject lines. So they can look at the content in my email newsletter and say, here's some example subject lines to consider. Because there are some words you should avoid, like free. Um, there's some, I, I can't remember them all, but there's some other words to, get, to make you... That will be more likely to be sent to spam. So watch for that. There's tons of articles out there about subject lines. I would say do your homework. Uh, should be relevant to some of the content in there. So if you have a article about saving money in prescription costs, you could have that as a subject line. How to save money in prescription drugs? That could be your subject line, as opposed to newsletter number seven, which nobody knows what that means. Now, what's the newsletter going to look like? I would say 
what's worked for me in the past is you know your logo the the newsletter name and, and logo and all that at the top an interesting or useful article another interesting or useful article some miscellaneous info if you want in there your offering and that's it so you don't want to be too convoluted and too much information because it seem overwhelming so if there's a great article out there link it in there you have if you're doing it quarterly you have an entire quarter to find two interesting articles it can be done maybe you do a top question or you know a q a about medicare and you could write a, a simple little snippet in there saying you know here's a, one of the top questions i get asked section and if you're sending out four times a year you could probably come up with a question that you're going to answer and answer pretty quick you could do some miscellaneous information maybe do some local events you know you could talk about missouri or colorado or illinois depending on what state you're in and then last but not least at the very at the bottom you give a small section saying are you looking for life insurance we offer that so there, there's your solicitation part at the bottom because you want the newsletter to be more about helping your clients but also with a little little sprinkling of hey remember me and there are tons of templates out there that you can look at uh, i know a lot of them have pre-made templates you can modify your needs some services even have where you could pay somebody to make your newsletter template so it all depends on how much time you want to invest how much money you want to invest and how savvy you are at graphic design there's lots of resources out there i know a lot of them have access to stock image photos because you want to have some decent images on there and you could just use their, their free stock images or pay a couple bucks for stock image if you want to use it on numerous newsletters. So there is the reasons you should have an email newsletter and some tips to have one. If you don't have one, you're definitely behind. Because again, last time I bought a pair of shoes online, you know what I have? Emails from them all the time offering additional shoes or sales. I bought a backpack online and guess what I get? A backpack newsletter. It's a backpack. There's it, there's not that much exciting with it. But if they can find content to put in there, you can find Medicare content. So check out some services. Go online, look at some miscellaneous services, see which one you like the best, give it a run, load your contacts in there, do some trial runs, and you know what? Make sure your clients remember you. So check that out. Hopefully you find something that works. If not, you could always reach out at medicarepodcast.net. Send me a note if you have questions, comments, concerns, threats, or promises. Otherwise, thanks for listening. Now go out there, have fun, make money, get pickable service.